Well, amen and amen. If you've got a Bible, turn with me to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, we're finishing up our series this morning uh, called Christmas Is, looking at the Christmas story, looking at the character of Jesus Christ and uh, uh, and really what Christmas is all uh, about. So great to have uh, uh, each and every one of you here. So great to have the uh, great age kids in here with us this Christmas Eve. Uh, and so, uh, man, it's excited to have you here. I uh, just want to say one more thing before we jump into the word. Um, uh, next Sunday, right, we're ending our series today called Christmas Is. Next Sunday, we're doing our uh, annual State of the Church Address, uh, State of the Church Address, next Sunday, the 31st. Uh, basically, if you're new with us, the State of the Church Address is a time where we celebrate what all God did in 2023, and we look forward to what he has in store in 2024. So I'm excited uh, to share all that the Lord has done and look forward to what is ahead. Um, and uh, I'll just go ahead and say, you know, it, He's just getting started here. Uh, the Lord has grown um, uh, this community of faith. We've seen folks come to faith, uh, see fo- seen folks grow in him. So I'm excited for uh, the days, weeks and months ahead. So Luke chapter two, Luke chapter two, starting in verse twenty two. Uh, and we're going to read through uh, verse thirty eight together. If you're there, let me know that you're there by saying there. And uh, if you don't have a copy of God's word with you, the verses will be on the screen. This is what the word of the Lord Uh, says and when the time came for their purification talking about joseph and mary according to the law of moses they brought him talking about jesus up to jerusalem to present him to uh, the lord according to uh law of moses and the custom of the time jesus at this day and age is is about 40 days old a little over a month uh old and we see here what the scripture says, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. That word consolation, original language, uh, means peace. Uh, paraclete is the word there, right? He, he'd been waiting for a long time for the Lord to, to bring forth peace, right? To bring forth somebody that would uh, redeem the people of Israel from their captivity there in Rome. Uh, he's waiting for this Christ child. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, uh, brought in the child Jesus to do for him, according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in Peace, according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. And his father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel. And for a sign that is opposed so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. 
And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phineu of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin and then as a widow until she was 84 years old. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Israel. Why don't we pray one more time together? Lord God, again, we thank you for uh, your love for us. God, we thank you for this Christmas season, Lord. Uh, God, I just pray over these next few moments, Lord, that we would just pause and, and listen to what you have to say to us. Lord, I know many of us have a busy schedule to come, Lord. Many of us are already thinking ahead to what to come, but Lord, I, I just pray over these next few moments that you would meet us here. Lord, speak to us, have your way, Lord, and we'll give you the honor and the glory for it all. God, in Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. I love the story of uh, uh, the missionary that, that, told, uh, that was in Africa that told the story of this elderly lady that came to faith. Uh, and them sharing the gospel. She was a lady that was blind, Brother Rick, uh, as well as illiterate, couldn't read, nor could she write. Uh, she came to faith and she came up to that missionary and said, hey, I, I, I feel compelled, right, to, to share this newfound faith with others. Uh, and so uh, can you help me with that? And so the missionary said, sure, yeah, let me do that. And the elderly woman brought up the idea, right, of giving the uh, missionary the Bible finding John 3.16 and uh, uh, circling it in red. Uh, and so the missionary did that, and the lady went out, and she had talked about how she was able to share her faith and things. And the missionary was curious about how she was doing it. So one day uh, he followed her to where she worked, which was a little schoolhouse there. And he observed that at the end of class, right, these uh, kids would walk by, and she would stop each one of them, right, and have... John 3.16, right, uh, bookmarked in her Bible, show it to them and ask the question, hey, you know, can, can you read French, you know, as a West African country? They said, sure. And they would read that verse and she would ask them what that verse meant. And the missionary said, right, several years later, not only did many of those school kids come to faith, Right. But what happened was uh, about 24 of the boys that came to faith ended up becoming preachers in that general area. Because of this woman's faithfulness, elderly woman's faithfulness, many students heard the gospel, received the gospel, man, and many of them chose to serve in ministry, answer the call to serve in ministry. You may say, Pastor, what are you talking about here? What are you talking about? That elderly woman was an example, right, of one who was faithful to the Lord no matter what. She exhibited a faithfulness, right, in spite of her circumstance. The fact that she couldn't read nor could she write, the fact that she couldn't see, didn't deter her from answering the call of God, right, to serve him no matter what. In the Christmas story, right, obviously we're, we're past the birth here in the text. We're 40 days into Jesus's life on earth. We see examples, right, uh, interwoven in these 16 verses we just read of folks, right, who exhibited 
man, a type of faithfulness that we ought to look to exhibit in our own life. We see, right, that Christmas, as, as we've talked about, right, is more than just the gifts. It's more than just the family. We, we see that Christmas, man, is about walking in faithfulness to this Jesus, man, who came so that we could have life. And that's what I've entitled the message today. Christmas is about walking in faithfulness to the Lord, man, and who he is. Before we get into, right, the examples that we see here in the text, I, I just want to share real quick about what faithfulness means. You've heard of the term. You've heard of what it means to be faithful. But I want to give you a, a definition of it. A definition of faithful, uh, being faithful or faithfulness is to be trusting and to show loyalty to another. Man, which includes obedience man, to the Lord. Right. We're called to be faithful. Those of you who are married in here, faithful to your spouse. Faithful to raise your kids up in the Lord. Faithful, man, to, to work hard, to provide for your family. But also we're called to be faithful to the Lord no matter what. And we see three examples here in the scripture on how, man, this call to faithfulness was shown and how it ought to be shown in our own life. Three examples. Got three points here and then uh, we'll uh, be through this morning. The first, man, example of how faithfulness ought to be Man, shown and exhibited exhibited in our life. Man, can be found in those first three verses here. And the point is this. Faithfulness to God is shown in walking in obedience to his word. First three verses talk about that here. Mary and Joseph. It's not just by accident that Luke, the author, threw this in right here. These these couple of verses. Jesus the Christ, known as the Savior of the world. They heard the testimony. Mary did, right? Uh, even, you know, as uh, she was pregnant, even on uh, through her pregnancy, heard the testimony of this Christ child being different. She told Joseph, man, Joseph believed it, had a dream, right, about this, this Christ child and who he was. Yet, right, hey, they chose, man, to walk in faithfulness, as was the custom, according to the law of Moses, what it said, and then go to the temple and do their duty. It would have been easy for them, man, to just say, hey, this Christ child's different. I ain't got to make that trek over to Jerusalem, to the temple. It's not like it was a hop, skip, and a jump away. They could have said, hey, this guy's the savior of the world. Why do we got to go and do all these things? Hey, their willingness, right, to be obedient to God's word, showed the faithfulness that they had towards the Lord. Right. We see the ways that they obeyed God's word. I just want to walk through those fairly quickly uh, here in verse 22. Right. It speaks to how uh, both of them went through what was known as the purification process. Like I said, 40 days after right, uh, a child is to be born, uh, you know, the, the wife and, you know, the, the husband, they're customarily known as unclean. They're not able to worship. They weren't able to worship in the temple at that time. So the call for them was to go through a purification process outside the temple before they can step in and worship, according to what we see in the Scripture. If you need reference, Leviticus 12 talks about that, 2 through 4 and verse 6. They did that. They also, right, presented their firstborn child to uh, the temple. That was the call. Uh, any firstborn male was called to be presented in the temple uh, at that time, according to uh, the scriptures, Numbers speaks to that. Numbers 18, but also Exodus 13 uh, speaks to 
that. But also they dedicated, right, this child to the Lord for service. And we see the presence of that in 1 Samuel 1 and 2. Say, Pastor, what are you trying to say? Hey, Joseph and Mary, right, chose not to compromise what the word of God said. Even though their circumstance, you know, could could have uh, merited them the opportunity to do that. They chose to follow God's word no matter what. And the call for us is to do the exact same thing. We exhibit faithfulness to the Lord. Right. And not just singing songs about him. Right. But following the truth about what he says in his word. We exhibit faithfulness to the Lord, not just saying great things about him, but living out what the word of God says. Everything that's in it. It's so easy. And I know folks like this, Brother Dwayne, folks I went to seminary with. Hey, they'll pick and choose the stuff in God's word that they want to follow. They pick and choose, you know, what is convenient for them to follow and obey. What feels good for them. But, you know, faithfulness to the Lord is exhibited in believing that the whole counsel of Scripture is true and making the decision to follow it. Follow it. We see here that, man, Joseph and Mary didn't compromise the truth. Man, hey, in the same way, don't choose to compromise the truth. Follow it. Hold fast. Know what the Word of God says. Man, and choose to follow it. Uh, this Christmas season and the days, weeks, and months ahead. Faithfulness to God is shown in man, obedience to his word. Are you following him in obedience? You listen to what the word of God says. Secondly, let's keep moving here. Hey, faithfulness to God is not only shown in obedience to his word, but also it's shown in a willingness to walk in the spirit. We see Joseph and Mary, they're highlighted. Right there following the truth of God's word. But then we see the next character that Luke describes here in the text, that character, Simeon. Don't know much about this guy, Simeon, besides the fact that, man, he was sold out to the Lord. Look back at the text. Look what it says about him. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout. Man, hey, this dude was all in for the Lord, known throughout Man, the community known throughout the temple as one that was all all in for the Lord. Man, and he was waiting, man, for this Christ child. Man, waiting for Israel to be redeemed. And look what it says. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. Hey, Simeon was a man that followed, man, and walked in the Holy Spirit. One of the rare... Instances we see right in the Gospels about the Holy Spirit, man, being present in the life of an individual. But Simeon, man, was a guy. Here it is. Simeon was a guy that didn't just, man, follow his own uh, heart, if you will. Man, he followed the Lord. He walked in his spirit, man, and let him lead his life. Simeon was a man that was willing to walk in the Spirit. Talks about how he was filled with the Spirit here. Talks about how, man, he was one that allowed for the Spirit to lead his life. And in the same way, we ought to be folks that, man, allow for that to be reality in our life. I love what Charles Stanley said, a famous preacher um, out of the Atlanta area. He said this in regards to walking in the Spirit. He says, if we walk in the Spirit daily, 
surrendered to his power, we have the right to expect anything we need to hear from God. The Holy Spirit living within us and speaking to us ought to be the natural, normal lifestyle of believers. Man, hey, it, it, ought, it ought to be the natural, normal lifestyle of us, man, hey, to, to walk in accordance to the Spirit. Right, to choose, as Ephesians 5 says, not to be drunk with wine, but to be filled with the Spirit of God. And we see, man, that was known to be true in Simeon's life. We ought to have a faith that is willing to walk in the Spirit. What does that look like? Maybe saying, Pastor Irv, what does it look like, man, to walk in uh, the Spirit? We've talked about it before, but, but what does it look like here? I think the Scripture, man, lays it out plainly. Looks like this, man. Hey, choose number one to follow the Spirit's direction. It says in verse 27 that the Spirit led Simeon into the temple that day. We don't know the, the circumstances where he was. He, he, could, he probably could have been fishing, maybe. Hey, he, he probably could have been hanging out with the fam back at the house. Probably could have been watching the cowboys sting it up, you know, that TV back then. My bad did me say that. And who knows what he was doing? But it said that the Spirit of God, hey, led him into the temple on that day, man. Hey, he followed the Spirit's direction. Man, he, Simeon was willing to follow the Spirit, and there was a blessing that followed that. What's the takeaway for us? Hey, listen to me, church. Our relationship with God is a dynamic one, not a static one. What do I mean by that? Hey, as we walk with God, he wants to speak to us, wants to lead us. It's not just about simply following a ton of rules. As we, live, as we walk in step with him, spend time with him every single day, man, through his Holy Spirit, man, he wants to lead and guide us, give us direction in life. And the call for us when he does, man, is to respond and say, all right, I'm going to go. Can't tell you how many times. It just happened the other day for me personally. Just, just giving you personal testimony. Went to the Family Life Center, just got done playing ball, was sore, tired, ready to go home. Right? One of the guys that I played with, I knew a little bit about him. He was there just kind of shooting around, you know. And I'm thinking, man, I got to get out of here. I got to go, you know, get me something to eat. They had a little deal at some place right up the street. So I, the, it was getting ready to close. So I was trying to get out of there before him. But hey, Spirit of God said, hey, man, go and have a conversation with that guy. Talk, hey, go connect with him. And at first I was a little hesitant, like, Lord, I don't know if he wants to talk to me. We just gave him that work that last game. I don't know if he's in a you know, good mood to be able to talk to me right now. But the call for me was to walk in obedience. Stepped in, man, and all of a sudden he just opened up about life and his struggles. I didn't even have to bring, really bring anything up. What am I trying to say? Hey, the call for us when the Spirit of God leads us, man, in a certain direction, the call for us is to step in and walk in it like Simeon did. We must choose to respond by following his direction and his leadership. Follow the Spirit's direction, but secondly, it also means this, follow the Spirit's leading as well. Simeon here identified right the fact that, hey, this was the Christ child. And look what he says, verse 28, 29, man, he gives testimony right to who this Christ child was, man, a prophetic word, if you will. 
Right, he praises God, and then uh, towards the end of uh, that passage there, on to uh, verse 34, man, he gives a prophetic word to them. Hey, this child, man, he's, he's it. He's the one. Man, not only do we follow the Spirit's direction, but we follow the Spirit's leading. Man, hey, when he puts a word, by the way, from his word, a word from his word in our heart, man, to share with somebody, we do it. Man, we follow his prompting and his leading. I remember summer 2014, just graduated college and was getting ready to go to seminary, was helping lead a, a mission trip um, to Wyoming with our uh, the, my church group, uh, you know, my church I grew up with, church youth group there uh, back home in Dallas, and uh, got there, and day two, the youth pastor ended up getting real sick. He had kidney troubles, ended up getting real sick, had to get careful-eyed Man, to a hospital in Denver, it was, man, touch and go for a while. So he left, and all of a sudden they said, all right, Irv, you're in charge. I'm like, yo, I didn't sign up for this. I was signed up to hang out with some kids. And I remember one of the days we went to uh, probably one of the rougher areas of Cheyenne, Wyoming, the capital there, and went to a little trailer park area and, and did a VBS for the kids. And the last day, we cooked and grilled for the family that was there. And we had all the families of these kids there. A lot of them, I mean, coming from rough, rough areas. Known, heavily drug area. I mean, known as a rough part of town. And I remember, you know, we're there kind of hanging out, had a moment there where families just fellowshipping. And, man, the Spirit of God was like, hey, man, you need to share the gospel in this moment. And I was like, man, everybody's having a good time. You know, no, I I don't know how, how it'll be received. And so I ignored him. And I think back to that day often, Brother Rick. It's not up to me to save folks. It's not up to us to save folks. But, but how many folks missed the opportunity to hear the gospel because I didn't respond to the Spirit's leading in that moment? Hey, the Spirit le- it leads and guides us, man, hey, to, uh, to respond to him and to act, not just because, you know, God is some... You know, a dictator wanting to boss us around all the time. No, no, it's because he wants us to take part in his kingdom work. Building his kingdom, man, seeing folks come to faith. Simeon in that moment had the opportunity, man, to take part, man, in God's kingdom work and declaring that this was the Christ child. Affirming Joseph and Mary and those that were in the temple that day. And so, hey, when the spirit of God leads, man, follow his leadership. Follow his leadership. Man, this relationship with God is a dynamic one, not a static one. Not a static one. Faithfulness to God is shown in a willingness to follow the Spirit. And what does that look like in your life? Walking in the Spirit. Then thirdly and lastly, and I'm through. Right, thirdly and lastly, hey, faithfulness. Walking in faithfulness. What does it look like? What does it look like? It looks like, hey, walking in obedience to his word. It looks like walking right in the Spirit. But also, thirdly and lastly, faithfulness to God is shown in an unwavering service to him. Hey, we see the third character described here in verses 36 through 38. Just, just, just in case you might have forgotten until we got to this point, let me go back to it. Look, look what it says here. Verse 36. There was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. 
And coming up on that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Israel. Faithfulness to God is shown in unwavering service to him. Luke, the author, mentions this character, Anna, that was at the temple. It talks about her occupation. She was a prophetess. Man, hey, she served the Lord, right, and, and declaring the truth of God to those that were in need. Can I go ahead and throw this in free of charge? Hey, don't listen to, uh, uh, I guess best word I could use, Brother Greg, or bozos, right? Don't listen to the bozos, man, that are out there saying, hey, women don't have a place right in ministry. That, that's a lie. That's a lie. Appreciate you, Brother Ed. You knew I was a little hoarse. Appreciate that. <clears throat> Get to it here in a second. Hey, hey, don't don't listen to uh, that. Right. Truth is, man, hey, men and women both have a place, man, in ministry in the Lord. And, and we see Anna's ministry here, right, as one, right, that declared the truth of God, right, to those individuals that were around. She was a prophetess. And she was one that faithfully served the Lord. She had unwavering service to him. You say, Pastor, how do you know that? Because, again, she chose to serve no matter the circumstance. Right, we see several hey, different reasons why she could have chose to just hang up the towel, throw in the towel, right? Hang it all up in terms of her service. Man, you had circumstance number one. She lost her husband seven years into marriage. She was married seven years, it says, and then she was a widow. Her husband died seven years into their marriage. And she still remained faithful in spite of that, in spite of that tragedy. Hey, she was from the tribe of Asher which was one of the ten tribes, man, hey, that, that uh, was uh, cast out into captivity, if you will, right? That was living in captivity during that time. She could have said, man, hey, I'm, hey, I'm part of the people, man, that were forgotten by God, seemingly forgotten by him. But she still chose to serve. She was up in years, man, in her 80s. Still doing the work of the Lord, man. Why? Because she had unwavering service. To the Lord. She did not allow for her past calamity to dictate her present service to the master. She did not allow for herself to become a product of all of her life's mishappenings or issues. Instead, she made a decision. Hey, what? To be faithful and to serve the Lord. Say, Pastor, what does this have to do with us? Man, the same call is for us. If you're saved in here, listen, you're called to serve. Him. Man, I'd be called to vocational ministry. Sure. But you're called to serve him. We all have a place in service to the Lord. Now, listen to me. Let me go ahead and say this. Preface this. Hey, there's going to be seasons, man, where, hey, life is difficult and you're going to and you need to step away. I'm not saying, hey, feel, feel I'm not saying to choose to feel guilty for stepping away in those seasons when you need rest. And, and, and recovery, if you will. But he, he, here's what I am saying. Be careful not to allow for that season of rest to turn into years of inactivity. Hey, be careful not to allow for and the circumstance of you stepping away to lead to man years of excuses for staying away from serving Yeah. May we choose to have a heart and an attitude like Anna here that said, hey, you know what? Hey, I'm I ain't leaving this place. I'm not leaving this work. Until the Lord calls me home. 
we see, man, that she was faithful. And by the way, hey, her faithfulness, man, led to a reward. Say, Pastor Irv, does that mean that God's going to reward us, man? Hey, you know what great things here in this life? Possibly. But I'll go ahead and guarantee you, you are going to be rewarded when you see him face to face. Bible says, hey, we're going to hey, receive, man, crowns that in turn we're going to lay down at his feet in worship to him. And so, hey, choose to serve. If you're not serving, hey, get, get plugged in and serve. Say, Pastor, where do I start? We got plenty of opportunities here where you can get plugged in and serve at, at Tyler time. Man, we'll get you plugged in. Say, Pastor, Irv, I, I, I got a busy schedule. I don't, have, I don't know what all I need to do, man. I, I, all these things. Wait, let me encourage you. Start somewhere. It, hey, it doesn't take a whole lot, man, to open a door and give somebody a smile. You can start there. Maybe you got a tech background, man. Hey, you hop back in, man, and tech. It, it's not like, man, you know, we're, you're running tech for some famous band here. Hey, we're all just trying to lift up Jesus here. We can get you started there. But whatever it is, hey, the point is, hey, choose, right, to exhibit your faithfulness to the Lord by having an unwavering commitment of service to him. It's a joy and a privilege to be able to serve the Lord. It's not a chore. It's not. It's a joy and privilege to be able to be a part in building God's kingdom. Like we've said before, God doesn't even need us. He doesn't need you. He doesn't need me. He can do this all by himself. But he allows for us to take part in this. Wow. We get a chance to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. Anna understood that. And that's why, man, she was all in in service to him. And at the end of the day, the Lord rewarded her diligence and faithfulness. And Christmas is about walking in faithfulness. Are you walking in faithfulness to the Lord today? I know we're not going to be perfect, but but are you walking in faithfulness to him? Or is your Christian life, can, can it be described as one that is known to be real, man, once a week, if that. And are you walking in faithfulness to him, or is your Christian life one that can be described as one that is tossed to and fro by the waves of circumstance and trial and struggle? Man, may we choose to be folks like we see are described here as folks that have man, unwavering faithfulness to the God who made them and saved them. This Christmas season, man, let's walk in faithfulness to Him. With heads bowed and eyes closed as we end our time today, maybe you're in here this morning and you're new with us, If you are, uh, this is what we call our response time. Bible tells us that when we in, engage God's word, when we hear God's word, read it, there's always a call to respond to uh, it. Uh, call not just to be hearers of God's word, but doers of it. And so what does that look like for you this morning? Maybe you're in here and, and your response this morning is repentance. You Man, one of those folks that likes to pick and choose what they want to follow in God's word instead of and seeing the whole counsel of God's word as his word and 
walking in obedience uh, to it. You may say, Irv, I'm religious. Well, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were religious too. But man, they were known for being folks that chose what they wanted to follow. And the Lord wants and total obedience to him. And so maybe your response is repentance. Secondly, maybe you're in here and maybe your response is repentance because you have chosen to quench the spirit at times, ignore the spirit's promptings and leadings in your life. Share that word with somebody to take that step of faith, to let that thing go. Maybe your response is and ask the Lord to give you the faith to and listen to him. Teach you how to walk in the spirit. Maybe you're in here and man, thrown in the towel of serving God. And, and you know the Lord is man, calling for you to come on back. Promising to give you the strength that you need. Serve him. Maybe you're in here and you're at the point of it. And you need to ask the Lord for strength and endurance. And just to help you. You can do that today. Lastly, maybe you're in here and you don't know this Jesus that was born in a manger. But didn't stay a baby. That grew up and laid his life down on Calvary's cross. So... That we could have life and walk in communion with our maker. Maybe you don't know him. Good news is today can be the day of salvation. The Bible says, whoever confesses with their mouth and believes in their heart, that Jesus is who he says he is, will be saved. And you can repent of your sin and trust in Jesus today. Just like that old hymn says, there's still room at the cross for you. I don't know where you are, but I'm going to pray for us. And listen, as I pray, you do business with the Lord. When I say amen, we're going to stand and worship. And maybe you need additional prayer. I'll be down front. Pastor Greg Moore, our operations pastor, will be down front. A couple of our deacon men, Brother Ross Rawlings and Brother Ben Scott, they're in the back. They'd love to pray with you. Brother Rick Bradley, one of our other deacons, is in the back as well. They'd love to pray with you. But listen, you respond today. May we be known as a people who walk in faithfulness and to the Lord because of who he is and what he's done for.